Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, thank you for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today, I'm titling this episode, A Contrast and an Outcome. A Contrast and an Outcome. As we live the Christian faith, we often follow Jesus based on commands that we read in Scripture. Some of the commands are written from a positive perspective and some from a negative perspective, meaning do this, do not do that. In fact, if you think about the Ten Commandments, I want you to think about this contrast of do and do not. So, and I'm just going to look at the Ten Commandments for a moment. Have no other gods before me. That is a do not command. In other words, don't have another God before the one true God. So this is something to avoid if we want to follow Christ. So today, as we set up this idea of a contrast and an outcome, I want us to think about these commands in Scripture, do and do not. Think about the second of the Ten Commandments. You shall not make idols. So that's a do not command. You can say it like this, do not make an idol. Or or the third one, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord. Don't take the name of the Lord in vain. Do not. So the Ten Commandments start with three do nots, but then they go to the do's. So think about this. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. There's not a restriction there of a do not. It's actually the practice of a do. Honor the Sabbath. Respect the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath by making it holy. So it's a different sort of approach in our followership of Jesus. So today, as we set up a contrast and an outcome, I want us to think about scriptures, do not or do. How about uh, this one, honor your father and mother. That's a do. Honor your father and mother. That's a do command. Or another, here's some do nots. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. You shall not, shall not, do not. These are three do nots. I want us to think about this as we grow in Christ. Because oftentimes, if all we do is look at the do's and the do nots, we trick ourselves into thinking that spiritual maturity is about performing the do's and avoiding the do-nots. But there's more. And here's the last of the Ten Commandments. Uh, 
you shall not bear a false witness against your neighbor and you shall not covet the two more do nots. And so sometimes we find ourselves following uh, Christ, developing our faith. And the only way that we do that is attaching ourselves to the do commands and avoiding the do not commands. Well, today we're going to look at a scripture in a little bit for really the entirety of the rest of the show. And we're going to look at a contrast in this scripture. And then we're going to look at an outcome of this scripture. But I want us to broaden our thinking that our assignment is not only to perform, to avoid the bad, to execute the good. The idea is to simply follow Jesus. The idea of the do's and the don'ts, the do's and the don'ts are like a vehicle to accomplish or to reach the destination. Our destination is to be like Jesus. But we live our whole life on these do's and don'ts. It's how we learn. Think of it like this. When you grill your dinner at night, you go outside and turn on the propane first. You got to turn it on. That's a do command. We learn to grill when I'm training my son how to grill. I tell him what to do. Or maybe you're, you're teaching like I'm training my son to drive right now. When you drive, do not text and drive. Do you see this do and do not rule? How about this one? File your taxes by April 15th, but do not cheat on your taxes. The do and the do not. The doctor might say when you take a road trip, stop every two or three hours and stretch your legs. It's a do command. But you also might learn, do not sit so close to a TV or stare at a screen all day long. So today we're going to consider this do and do not contrast that comes from the same verse. This whole conversation so far sets up the verse that we're going to kick off today. And, and I'm going to take this contrast. So the title of today today's episode is A Contrast and an Outcome. And here is the contrast. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Here's here's how it's contrasted. Do not lean on your own understanding. So there is a do and a do not command in this scripture. The do is that you are to trust in God. This is what we are supposed to do. So how do we trust in God? It's something that we do. What do we not do? Do not lean in your own understanding. So trust God, not yourself. What's interesting is this verse is coupled with with other verses, but it's part of a little bit larger passage. I just wanted to read that to us today. Proverbs 3, 5 through 12. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Do you hear the do's and do nots? It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruits, all, all that you produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats bursting with wine. My son, here it is again. Do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. The Lord reproves those he loves as a father's as a father, the son in whom he delights. So this passage talks a lot about what we should do and what we should not do to be wise children of, of God. 
The emphasis here is, as a believer, if we were to apply this today, is that we would have a reverence and an honor uh, for God. So to revere and to honor God, to focus on God. In fact, verses 5 through 8, I read to you, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your understanding. Here's verse 6. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight. This is the outcome. When you acknowledge him, he will straighten your path. And then it's reiterated in the next two verses. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So we're talking about this contrast and outcome from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And we're going to continue this conversation when I think about the command that God gives us to trust with all our heart. What this does is this sets us up to be people of total commitment to God's care. We must completely commit to God caring for us to the point that we would trust him beyond what we know, beyond what we see, beyond what we figure out or determine, and beyond any advice that others give us. Do we truly trust God where we we don't depend on what we comprehend or understand. See, God is beyond our understanding. And when we choose to look at the limited capacity of our own understanding, we're really rejecting the wisdom of God that is not limited in any way. So I want to ask, where do you find your wisdom today? For some, we find it in education. We we go to schools and grad schools and we find our education informing the way we believe and it forms our worldview. My question is, are we trusting that beyond our trust to God? Many people find their their wisdom today in, through social media as if Instagram and TikTok are going to be what informs our culture But yet that is what's informing our culture. And many people are wise in their own eyes because of these social media platforms. What's intriguing to me is I think about this, this contrast and outcome we're talking about. Sometimes we become literally wise in our own eyes. We, we just look at life through our own perspective, through the connections we make, through the decisions that we make the choices that we choose, what we allow in our hearts, in our lives, and we begin to form a worldview. And we forget the fact that God who knows everything is the one that provides guidance and wisdom. That's why there are some do and do not commands in the scripture, because there are things that we just don't know and we need to learn. So what we need to understand is Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And the contrast to that is fools despise wisdom and instruction. So we're called to really, through this thought, honor God, surrender to God, because he's the beginning of wisdom. He is wisdom. He's the giver of wisdom. Only fools avoid looking to be corrected or to to learn something from God. They they just justify their own feelings. See, I want to remind us today of this. Right and wrong is not based on the way we feel. Right and wrong is not based on our own feelings. Right and wrong is based on the truth that is found in God's word. 
So we're going to break this down a little more as we get into the second half of the show. We're talking about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, a contrast and an outcome. We're talking about trusting in God, who is the God of unlimited capacity, and letting go of our own limitations. So I want you to hold tight. We're going to take a little commercial break and hear from our sponsors, and we're going to further explore this passage in the Proverbs, Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8. So hold tight, keep listening, and stay tuned. You're listening today to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you for staying tuned and continuing to listen to Your Discipleship Coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, today's show is titled in a, a Contrast and an Outcome, and we're talking this about this topic through the lens of Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 8, which says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Be wise, not in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So some do's, trust, do not lean, do acknowledge him. That's the outcome. He'll make your path straight. Uh, what else? Do not be wise in your own eyes. But what do you do? Fear the Lord. Turn from evil. This back and forth do and do not is really in support of this contrast of trusting in God and not leaning on your own wisdom. When you can execute that, the outcome is this, that God will make your paths straight. So as we think about this, I'm sure that many of you listening today have explored this very passage, and which is part of a little bit larger passage, Proverbs 3, 5 through 12. But I'm going to break down some of the scripture here for us today as we consider this contrast and outcome. So it starts with this idea of trusting God. And I went back to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6, which says this, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. We have to remember that wisdom comes from God. This is why we must trust him. He is the source of wisdom. So when someone mistreats you, God's wisdom says, turn the other cheek. When someone wrongs you, his wisdom says, forgive them. When someone curses you, God's wisdom says to bless those who curse you. See, God has wisdom and God gives wisdom. We and ourselves are not wise. God is the giver of wisdom. So we have to trust God and trust in his wisdom. And when we do this, it's not based on a percentage. It's trusting him with your whole heart. When I think about what it means to trust God with my whole heart, it's really putting everything in his control. It means completely trusting uh, everything to God, all that we are. Here, the heart serves as an identifier of who we truly are. So when we trust God with our own heart, you know, it includes things like what's on the inside. Every one of us has a private thought life. 
We have these intentions in our heart that creep up that sometimes we operate according to those intentions. Sometimes we suppress them because they feel like they're going to point us in the wrong direction and our humanity sort of fluxes there. But our heart is trusting God with those deepest thoughts and intentions. It's, it's, it's trusting God. You know, when no one looks and we have this private moment in ourself, are we really trusting God? With our outlook, are we trusting God, but are we somewhat selfish or are we selfless? See, trusting God with all your heart means we rely on Him. And we trust His Word more than any circumstance we face. You might be sick, and we have to still trust that He is healer. We might be in lack, and we might need to trust He is provider. We don't know where to go. We have to trust that He is our guide. When I was in junior high school, I was the scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz. And it's one of my shows now that I've enjoyed movies. And if you remember the wizard, the wizard was the man behind the curtain. And the truth is, there was really no wizard at all. It was just this guy behind a curtain pushing buttons and pulling levers. He was the proverbial smoke and mirror show. The truth is, sometimes we are like the Wizard of Oz in that we stand behind a proverbial curtain trying to fool other people or even fool ourselves. We arrange circumstances so we can fool other people and even trick ourselves. Here's the truth as we think about this contrast today and outcome, that God is more interested in your character than even your circumstance. I have a friend who had a daughter that was sick and looked as if she was going to lose her life to the sickness. And my friend rallied his his spouse and his close friends and colleagues. He attended a church. He rallied his whole church. People from uh, around the entire world would pray. And, and people sent notes to this friend of mine, even sharing these promises of healing that God spoke to them. And this husband and wife team praying for their daughter believe that God is is the healer. What was in a difficult piece of the story here is that is that the the child actually lost her life. She died. When I hear the story and I watch my friend and their response, what they declare even today is is although their daughter lost her life to sickness, they truly believe and teach that God is still a healer that he is still sovereign. And it poses this thought in my mind and my that I want to share with you today in my thinking. Are you like Job who can trust God when even facing the most difficult of circumstances? This is what trust is all about when we have to trust him beyond what we understand and beyond what we see. And and the contrast to that is a support to understanding this idea where we don't lean in what we understand. See, it's back to this idea of trust. Are we guilty of trusting our feelings? Or do we actually trust in our ability to figure life out? Or do we trust God? I want to just give you three contrasts today when you think about the difference between trusting God and trusting yourself. When you trust God, you're trusting a creator. When you trust yourself, you're trusting a creation. When you trust God, you're trusting eternal, always was, always is, always will be. When you trust yourself, you're trusting someone that is born and dies. 
When you trust God, we're saying that you trust an omniscient God, all-knowing. When you trust ourself, we're trusting the point that we have learned and understood. See, the Bible says regardless of what we know, regardless of what we've learned, regardless of how expert we are, we should acknowledge God in every way that we live. This means acknowledge Him. Trust God's way above our own in our marriage as we parent, when we attend school, when we're in the workplace, when we interact with friends. We must trust God above ourselves. When we make financial investments, when we look at calories coming into our body, when we exercise, uh, all of these different pieces of our life, we have to trust God and acknowledge Him. This thought of acknowledging God is about, this is really what discipleship is all about. It's it's knowing God and it's experiencing God. It's a relating with God, a relationship with Him. It's an acknowledgement of relationship that we trust in Him. See, the outcome, when we can do this, when we can actually pull this off, when we can trust in God and not in ourself, he, he makes our path straight. You know, the, the idea, it's like a word picture. To make your path straight is a, it's an illustration of a journey where, where the, the, the journey is smoothed out, made level, the road is level, the obstacles are gone. What's interesting about that, does that mean that the Bible says when we trust God, we won't have any obstacles, we won't have any bumps in the road? And that's not what it's saying. Here's, here's the truth that is being communicated. When we walk in God's presence and when we walk in God's will, whether it's in good times or in bad times, it'll be smooth. It will be in God's will. We will be in the hands of the sovereign God. When we trust him, it's smooth because we are walking in his complete knowledge, not in our own limitation. He'll make our path straight. Isaiah and Psalms both teaches us that means he'll show us what to do. So the idea is that we're not wise in our own eyes. We turn away from evil. It will bring healing into our lives and into our bones. I might give you this thought as we think about wrapping up our conversation today in regards to this contrast and outcome. Do not take matters into your own hands. You might be saying, should I buy that house? Should I take that job? Should I go to that school? What should I do? Don't only make this decision on a list of pros and cons. Yeah, you can measure the cost, but trust in God, seek his will, and turn from evil. You know, if you want more partnership with these kinds of choices in your life, I encourage you to partner with a discipleship coach. We would love to be that coach for you. You can communicate with us. In fact, if you visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, you can take our free coaching readiness questionnaire and we'll find out where you are on a readiness scale and we'd love to partner with you. We want to support you in your life, in your business, but most importantly, we want to support you in your spiritual life as a discipleship coach. So visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and make sure you follow this show in this podcast. Today's show has been made available to you uh, thanks to our sponsors, Chicago Indian Church at chicagoindianchurch.com and with thanks to Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University where you can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, it's been a pleasure to be with you today. Thanks for listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'll remind you that I am for you. 
Even better, God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? You've been listening today to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.